Oh boy, what a show, what a show, what a show. You know why this show's so hot and sizzling? Because you know we're right into the middle of summer when Barbecue Eddie is calling around town looking for a barbecue. Yeah, today, Barbecue Eddie is back. He's calling. Uh, let's see what happens. Let's see if this this guy, this barbecue freak, can get someone to barbecue with them, man. There'll be a whole bunch of Barbecue Eddie phone calls today. Also, uh, we're going to be talking uh, about a question of the day. Uh, have, have you ever... Um, Burnt a very sensitive part of your body. Yikes. Not fun. Not fun at all. Also, uh, we will be chatting about uh, some phone calls that we got from the Pavement Pounders regarding the uh, the poaching. The uh, podcast I did a while back about the uh, Anti-Poaching Foundation. We got some great feedback, some great phone calls from you, the Pavement Pounders. Some of them get a little emotional. And I'm really glad to hear from people uh, calling about that. So uh, thank you for your call. So we got a great show today. Question of the day, poaching, and everybody's favorite barbecue guy, Barbecue Eddie. So put your chef's hat on. This is the Harland Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Harlan Highway. No! No! I didn't bargain for this. Oh, yes, you did. Chicka, chicka, chow, chicka, chicka, chow, man, baby. And the creature from outer space. Please don't stop. I got a mean and ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harlan Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? is Eddie. He wants to party, but they just hang up. Hello? Hey, how's it going? Who's calling? Oh, uh, this is Eddie. Who? Eddie? Yeah, yeah Eddie. I have a no number, man. I was calling to see if you wanted to do a barbecue today, or? This is not this is not Eddie, and I don't know who you're talking about. I think you have the wrong number, man. No, this is this is Eddie calling about the barbecue. <laughs> Hello? What the hell? What the hell? What? That was Eddie. He wants to party, but they just hang up. Oh boy, he's back. Barbecue Eddie is back. You know, summer's officially here when Barbecue Eddie starts calling around for a barbecue. The poor guy. I. I hope he finds one this year. He just never seems to get a damn barbecue going, man. If he calls you, just have a barbecue with the dude, man. Poor Eddie. Um, anyway, speaking of barbecues, are you one of the uh, are you one of these mystery people at a barbecue? Do you know what I mean? A mystery person? I've noticed when I have a barbecue or a pool party, and usually they go hand in hand because I have a pool and a barbecue. And I'm not singling any friends out. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any friends. But 
there's always a few people who mysteriously, even if it's like 104 degrees and everyone there is in their bathing suit and everyone there is in the pool and everyone there is having a blast in the pool and everyone there is clearly spending a lot of time in the pool because it's fun and it, it's cool and it's refreshing. But then you look around and there's always like one or two, maybe three mystery people that never strip down and get, get in their bathing suits. And I'm not just talking about girls. Girls, I get it. Gir- girls, I, I understand. And uh, it's not a sexist thing. It's just a fact. Girls can be a little more self-conscious about their bodies thanks to the society we live in. We, we put this expectation on girls that they have to look like Cindy Crawford. And so I can see why girls sometimes are a little apprehensive to, you know, get down into a bikini or a one piece and, and, and maybe reveal a varicose vein or a, a cellulite welt or, you know, that they put on a few extra libbies. I get it. For a woman, it, it can be a little more humiliating and a little more, you know, but make no mistake, I'm you know, I'm a dude, and when, when I feel like I've got a little, like three or four extra pounds on, I feel it. You know, you've seen the guys walking around sucking in their gut. Men have their insecurities, too. Men, men want to look perfect. Men want to have the six-pack. You know, we have our own physical social pressures, trust me. And so my point is, you know, that there's always a few people at my barbecues and pool parties that just never get down to a bathing suit. And it's not like I want to see their body. I'm not sitting there going, I wonder what their body looks like, whether it's a guy or a girl. But I start wondering, like, what the hell are they hiding? Like, have I got dude friends with cesarean scars? Have I got dude friends with... With muffin tops? Have I, have I got dude friends with hairy nipples? Is it what what are they hiding? And and the and, and some of these people that I'm not they're, they're not obese, they're not they're not abnormally large, they're not they don't look overweight, they they look fairly normal. I've even had a couple of friends that actually look trim and slim. But for whatever reason, while everyone else is running around. And next to nothing, splashing and jumping and laughing, there's just these two or three people, these mystery people that are sitting in the sweltering heat, 90 degrees, out in the sun, with jeans and, and a shirt on. And I get it if it happens once, maybe twice, but what happens when you invite someone many times and they just ain't taking nothing off? And then you kind of jokingly ask them, and they're kind of, oh, you know, I'm just not in the mood or whatever, but but it, it, I don't know. What is going on? What kind of mystery meat or mole or madness are you hiding? No, I, it makes me start, my, it makes my imagination go wild. Do you, do you have whip marks on your back? Did somebody, like, tie you to a, to a tree trunk and whip you? Do, you? do you have stretch marks all over your body? Do you have a... A really weird, you know, some people have like really weird belly buttons that stick out too far. They, they're, 
that you know that, that they're sucked in so deep it looks like a muppet's mouth right or they stick out so far it looks like it looks like uh you know i don't know it looks like uh somebody's nose is coming out of their stomach i don't know what it is is it do, do they have weird hairy legs do they have birthmarks birthmarks can always be interesting do they have uh do they have like holes in their hands and feet like the like the way Christ did? I mean that's pushing it obviously and I guess you'd have to wear gloves and boots but what the hell are you hiding mystery barbecuers? So I don't know man. If any of my friends who know who they are and I'm not trying to embarrass you and put you on the spot but whatever it is it's okay man. Lighten up. Is it an old tattoo? Is it you have like a, a tattoo of a 666 on your shoulder? Are you, are you Damien? Are you the Beelzebub, the son of Satan? Who? What's going on? Talk to me. Show me. Get naked if you have to. So there you go. It's weird. Um, I wonder, are you a mystery barbecuer? Let me know if you if you want to share some of your embarrassing body parts. If if you are one of these people and you want to tell why without leaving a name, you just kind of want to get it off your chest finally. This could be your therapeutic moment. Call me 323-739-4330. And uh, holy smokes, maybe uh, you can tell us why you won't take your clothing off at a pool party or a barbecue. And speaking of barbecues, any any more calls from Barbecue Eddie, Raj? This is Eddie. He wants to party. But they just hang up. Hello? Hey, how's it going? It's uh, Eddie calling. I'm sorry. I couldn't understand you. Oh, sorry. It's uh, Eddie calling. I was checking to see if you uh, wanted to do a barbecue today or... What the hell? What the hell? We got ribs. What the? That was Eddie. He wants to party, but they just hang up. Hello. Hello. Harlan, how's it going? It's Ron calling from Vancouver. Uh, man, I can't believe. I think it's been just about 600 episodes now I've been a pavement pounder. Pretty wild since around 263, I think. Uh, it was a visit to the Moonglow restaurant. <laughs> Can't forget the, that first listen. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, just calling to let you know uh, I am on my way home now, and there's no question I am going to be calling uh, or uh, donating to the uh, International Anti-Poaching Fund Uh that segment, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, just like, wow, what a story, listening to the speaker, that Australian gent. Sorry, I can't recall his name right now. Uh, honestly, he's kind of had my uh, eyes welling up listening as he described uh, that animal who had basically broken its hip trying to get out of a trap. Uh, just, just horrific thinking about that. And it's, it's so awesome to know that there's people like him out there uh, – and that his charity is actually doing something really positive. So 
I can't uh, donate much right now, but uh, I'm definitely going to make this an annual thing, uh, maybe monthly if uh, there's that option on the website. Uh, and maybe someday in the future get out and volunteer uh, with him out and out and uh, really doing it. Um, but yeah, gosh. Anyhow, well, wow, what a podcast, you know. Um, I always love it, um, even when it gets a little more somber like uh, this one. But, uh, hey, Pavement Bounder for Life. I saw you here June 13th, I think it was, uh, probably fifth or sixth time, seen you live in Vancouver the last four or five years, and uh, I'll always be there, me and my buddies. Until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Ron from Vancouver. Yes, my homeboy. My home. I always love... Don't take this the wrong way, American listeners or German listeners or wherever you are in the world. I was born and raised in Canada. I always get happy when I when I hear a Canadian brother call me. I love everyone else calling me, but you know how it is when someone from home calls you. It just it puts a little extra skip in my stop. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Well, Ron, thank you for what an incredible message, man. And I just loved it how you were, you got emotional. You, you were moved by the story. And, and just so you're aware of the gentleman's name, it's, it's Damien Mander. And he's the founder and CEO of the International Anti-Poaching Foundation. And uh, to hear the emotion in your voice that you were moved by his stories and you were moved by the cause... It's just beautiful. It's music to my ears, man. I, I, I hope it moved everybody who listened to it. I, I You know, it's such an important thing. For those of you that didn't hear the podcast, go back. I think it's about five or six back, but I dedicated the whole podcast to um, a speech given by a gentleman, this gentleman I just mentioned, Damien, about the poaching process in Africa that's wiping out and decimating our beloved large mammals, rhinos and elephants and all kinds of beautiful creatures. And uh, I asked that you give the podcast a listen, and, and at the end I gave information and asked that you if, you, if you have the wherewithal, if you have the means, to donate a little money to the cause if, if you feel it. Uh, the website is uh, iapf.org. The International Anti-Poaching Foundation, IAPF.org. And yes, Ron, you can go in and you, you can donate $20 if you want. It doesn't have to be a fortune. It, it, you know, even $5, anything helps these guys. You, it's going to a great cause. And, and since you asked, yes, you can make it a yearly thing. You can click a button and they will, they will tap your, your bank account every week or every month or every year, whatever you decide. They've made it easy to set up in there so that if you want to be a, a uh, an ongoing donator, they can they can uh, facilitate you. Or if you just want to make one donation, that's fine. But just so you know, right after the we did I did that podcast, just so uh, you know, I I want to be a guy who puts his money where his mouth is. I went in immediately and donated two hundred and fifty dollars, and I thought to myself, you know, out of everything I make in a year. Okay, th think about what you make in a year and think about the money you spend on cigarettes or buying a beer at the bar or getting some popcorn. You know, they charge like $8 for popcorn at the movies. And and I thought, you know what, if I can, if I can spend money on myself for all that crap, 
bottles of Coke and chocolate bars and cheeseburgers at McDonald's. If, if I, if I can, if I can, you know, be a glutton for myself, why can't I just take $250 out of my whole year and put it towards a cause where I'm stopping rhinoceroses from being slaughtered and having their horns cut off and elephants being shot and having their tusks cut out and and I'm not trying to guilt you out, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it, it, even if that donation is $5 or $20, it's such a beautiful thing. And I think you'll feel good about yourself. And, and even though it's sometimes weird, I, I think, for people when, when you live on the other side of the world. It's like, oh, I live in North America. We don't have elephants and rhinos here. That's over there. But yes, it is over there, and it's the only place in the world, you know, where you'll find elephants and rhinos is over there, over the ocean. And it's not just their rhinos and, 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 and elephants. They belong to all of us. The, the same way people over there would probably not want to see polar bears and grizzly bears go extinct. Would you want to see those go extinct here in, in North America? No. So... Uh, it's a great cause. I'm so glad you, you felt it and you responded to it and you found it to be important. It really is important. And for those of you that didn't hear that podcast, please go back and listen to it. And if you're a premium member, I added an extra bonus series of question and answers that, uh, Damien took on that same night. So if you become a premium member, you can go in and hear more about the, uh, anti-poaching foundation that he runs. And uh, I hope you do get a chance to donate something uh, to his foundation, all of you. Uh, every little bit helps. And uh, you know what? Another call came in from, uh, this is a wonderful woman who works with animals. Her name is Anna, and she works down in Florida at Bush Garden. She works very closely with the cheetahs. I actually went down and spent the day with her once, and she took me in to see her cheetahs, and they're just stunning, beautiful animals. But she also was gracious enough to spend almost the whole day with me and took me in to see the lions, and uh, the, the, we fed the hyenas, and we, we saw tortoises, and oh my God, it was just the most wonderful, informative day. And uh, and Anna had to listen to this um this podcast about the anti-poaching foundation and it meant a lot to her because she works with animals and loves them so roger can we play anna's phone call too all right let's do one more phone call about uh about this and then i'll give you the website at the end of this phone call again and uh hopefully you guys can take a look at their web page and and uh maybe somehow find a way to participate roll it rog put anna's phone call up Anna Banana from Florida. I haven't called you in a while, but I just wanted to say, Harlan Williams, I could just kiss you right on the mouth for that Endangered Species podcast. You are my hero right now. Yes. So much you said was true. You basically opened up my skull and looked inside and told everyone about what I think about and worry about and a lot of the times cry about every single day. I think about it constantly, what we're doing to our planet. And you hit the nail on the head. So many people think to themselves, I'm just one person. What difference can I make? And the answer is a hell of a lot. For better or worse, one person can make a hell of a difference. 
Yes, be more aware. Yes, learn one thing you didn't know before. Yes, absolutely, yes, write that letter. And vote for those who care about nature and our environment. Notice I said our, not just the environment, because it is. We are all connected. You tug at a single thing in nature, you find it attached to the rest of the world. They are our brothers and sisters, as to be, to be, as that sounds. And when I talk to people at work, I tell them, just start somewhere. Do what you can. Write that letter. Buy that Tesla. Recycle that can. Or Google something called Tom Oil. That would be a great start. And it all matters. That's the thing. All the way to doing something like volunteering. Instead of going to Africa and just being a tourist and taking pictures, go volunteer and help. I spent last June in the rainforest of Malaysia clearing poaching traps and snares, and it was amazing. And people can just go and do these things. They just don't know that these opportunities exist. But, yeah, just start somewhere. That's the important part. And Harlan Williams, I think you just did. Chicken cow man, baby. Ah! <laughs> there you go, Anna. Who, uh, who, as you can tell, animals and nature and wildlife very important to her, and you could hear the passion in her voice as well too. And, and it's uh, she's echoing something I said, and, and I know is her own philosophy. Uh, you know, if you don't think you can do anything to help, then nothing will ever get done. So, you know, you you, you go to work, you drive around, you go. Well, I wish I could help the animals in Africa, but I live over here in Detroit. I live over here in San Francisco. I, I live here in Dallas. To, what can I do? Well, as Anna said, you can do something. You can volunteer. You can you can look around on the internet, find ways to help. But I'm giving you a, a window right here. It's the International Anti Poaching Foundation. And the website is iapf.org, and you can go on there for yourself and look around. You can volunteer. You can donate some money. And you know what? Even, even better, you can spread the word. Tell your friends about this website. Tell your friends about the cause. And I guarantee you, even if you only donate $20, you're going to feel really good inside. And maybe you'll end up donating more, or maybe you'll do it every year, or whatever. So there you go. Enough about that. Thank you, uh, callers, pavement pounders, for calling in and sharing your passion for this. And I know all of you listening, probably in your hearts, even though you didn't call in or write in, you, I, I can't imagine any of you listening don't have sympathy and compassion for the the creatures of this planet that that we because of our superior intellect quote unquote have been tasked with looking out for and caring for and 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 making sure that they have just a good a life as we do so uh to in order to fulfill that legacy we've been given be sure to try and help if and where you can okay and there you go. So a uh, little, little uh, some great, uh, great voicemails, and uh, let's get back to some fun. We we got any more Eddie? Has Eddie found a barbecue yet, Roger? Let's let's check in with Eddie again. This is Eddie. He wants to party, but they just hang up. Oh. Hey, how's it going, man? Who's this? Uh, it's Eddie calling. Who? Uh, Eddie. Eddie, who are you trying to call? Uh, I was going to see if you guys want to throw together a barbecue today or something. Who uh, is this? Uh, it's Eddie from the Barbecue Club, and uh, 
gonna see if you want to slap some ribs down or some corn on the cob and stuff. Or who, who are you trying to call? I was just calling uh, members from the barbecue club. Um, I'm not a barbecue club. We could slap some Heineken's back or whatever, and crack power crack some ribs or whatever. I don't know who who's this Eddie. Eddie from what's your last name? Eddie Johnson from the uh, barbecue club. No, I'm not. I'm not in a barbecue club. Oh well. Uh, uh, do you want to join up, or we could? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, though. Slap some chicken around or whatever. Or... No. Where are you located? We're down in the valley here, right out by Olive and uh, Victory, and uh, you get we, the wrong you get the wrong phone number. We got some great. Uh, I'm in Irvine. Well, you know, if you want to drive out, we could throw some extra cobs of corn on the grill for you, or whatever. No, thank you. Uh, take me off your list. No, thank you. How about some Heinekens, though? No, thank you. Um. You like salmon steaks or anything, or? No, thank you. Uh, we got the burgers, I guess, if you want a burger. No, thank you. Um, you keep, who, who is this? Uh, it's Eddie from the barbecue uh, club. I'm sorry, Eddie. See you later. Okay, well. Take well, me off your list. I don't do barbecues. Okay, sorry. Vegetarian. Oh, we could throw down some zucchini or whatever and glaze it. Call somebody else. Hello? Hello? What the hell? What the hell? That was Eddie. He wants to party. But they just hang up. Whoa, I felt like he got close there, man. He like he That guy was like, I don't know. Was he on the edge? He, 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 I don't know. And then he pulls the vegetarian card right at the end. Poor Eddie, man. Speaking of food, hot food, have you ever done this? Raj, I think this might be a question of the day. I think, I think we got to play the theme. Yeah, Harland Highway question of the day. Go for it. The Harland Highway question of the day. Okay, here it is since we're, we're talking about food and barbecues and everything. Have you ever... Oh, this is the worst. Have you ever had food so hot that you burnt your freaking tongue and the roof of your mouth? Oh, my God. I mean, think about it. You're used to burning the outside of your skin, your, your external epidural layers. You know, there's first, second, and third degree burns, and you, you know you expect it because you know that that's your exoskeleton. That's a that's where things come into contact with your body. Cigarette butts and the the lunar eclipse and the sun and and flaming hot branding irons and things like that. But what you don't expect to get burnt is inside of you, in your freaking mouth, man. You ever just do that? You, you take a bite of something or you take a sip of something and you're just, your freaking tongue, it feels like you just stuck your tongue up the rear end of a, a washing machine, whatever that means. <laughs> you know what I mean? It feels like you, you put your tongue in a curling iron and just rolled it. <laughs> oh my God. And, and sometimes you burn the roof of your mouth and... 
and uh, you, you know the, the the little chunks of flesh hang down, right? Do you ever you ever see a car wash when you go through a car wash and there's like crap hanging down from the ceiling and it rubs all over your car? That's that's what the roof of your mouth is like. It's like little strands of pink like mouth roof flesh are hanging down. It's like when you remember when you used to go on those rides at the fair and you'd go go in the haunted house. And you'd sit in the little electric car and they'd have that weird moss hanging from the roof and it would it would drip through your hair and rub across your face and you're like, oh, what the hell is that? That's like the roof of your mouth. It's like the ceiling of a haunted house ride. And you're just like, oh, you're like sucking at that, that meat hanging down with your tongue. You're trying to suck it off. as a, But then you don't want to because it's like, it's like, since when do you suck meat off the inside of your mouth? And then if you burn your tongue, man, it, it you know, it's it's almost like it feels like, uh, oh, well, how can I describe it? It's like, you know, the, 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 a pancake is really smooth. And then if you kind of scraped back the, the top of a flat, smooth pancake inside, it's all grainy and like porous. That's what it's like. It feels It feels like when you burn your tongue, you kind of, sizzle the top smooth layer off your tongue flesh and you're just exposed and then now you're kind of like scraping your tongue with your teeth you're like you're like hi how you doing no I, I don't have a speech impediment I just I just ate a chicken pot pie and it was um 375 degrees and some of it spilled off my spoon and it ate right through the floorboards and through the foundation of the building, and then through the sidewalk, and then now it's down in the center of the Earth's crust. Yeah, that happened to me. Like, very recently, I was out having dinner with a friend, and we both ordered chicken pot pies. And you know those chicken pot pies, man. They're just waiting to get you, man. They're, they're just sitting in the oven going, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to burn the shit out of whoever's going to eat me. Oh, yeah, whoever... Well, I wouldn't want to be the person that puts their fork in me because I'm going to burn the fuck out of their mouth. I'm going to I'm gonna burn the roof of their mouth so it looks like a haunted house ride. You know what I mean? It's like, and sure enough, like, my friend's chicken pot pie, for some reason, was way hotter than mine. And she, like, burned the inside of her mouth and her tongue. And she was just like, she's like, you know, she just looked like a lizard. Right, she was sitting there like flicking her tongue, my tongue, you know, it's just like, it's like she was giving cunnilingus to the air, you know, it's like you have to flap your tongue out to try and cool it off or something. Oh my God, it's horrible. You know, I'd almost rather get burnt anywhere but on my freaking tongue and in my mouth. So there you go, man. Be careful. Watch what you're eating. Don't burn the inside of your mouth. If you've done it, maybe you want to share your story with me. 323-739-4330. The Harland Highway question of the day. Have you ever burnt the inside of your sweet little mouth? The Harland Highway question of the day. This is Eddie. He wants to party. But they just hang up. Hello. Hey, how's it going, man? How's it going? Hey, it's uh, Eddie calling. 
Hello? What the hell? What the hell? That was Eddie. He wants to party. But they just hang up. Hold on, what? We we have a guy calling in who burnt his mouth? Okay, that's cool. That that was fast. Okay, cool. Well let's uh let's let's put him through. Who is the guy? Dave Dimmel? Okay. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Dave Dimmel. Okay, put him through. Hello? Hello? Hello, sir. Hello, you Dave Dimmel calling. Pardon me? Okay, sir, if you, if you could just put your phone closer to your mouth, I'm having trouble, uh... I got to bring my mouth the Excuse me? I said I bring my mouth in the hot chocolate and I wanted to talk about it on the show. What are you saying, sir? I said I bring my fucking mouth in the fucking hot chocolate. You had some hot chocolate? Yes, and if I can burn my fucking lips and my tongue... What are you saying? I shouldn't pay my fucking money, you fucking What the fuck are you saying, bro? I said I burned my fucking mouth and I can't fucking put in hot chalk and fucking. Fuckhead, what the fuck? Learn to speak, asshole. What? Fuck you! God! What the hell was that? Jeez. Now I'm just irritated. What? You know, Roger, do me a favor in the future when you have people calling the show, make sure they can speak. That guy sounded like a moron, man. Anyways, I think I'll end the show there now that I'm all aggravated. God. Uh, don't forget to join our uh, premium membership. $20 a year gets you every single episode of the Harland Highway. Who knows? Maybe there, I think we did an interview with the Elephant Man once that sounded a lot like that. Um, uh, yeah, 20 bucks a year. Premium membership gets you all the episodes we've ever done. We're coming up on 1,000. And... Uh, it's, uh, it's a good deal, plus you get bonus stuff that I throw up there from time to time. Also, don't forget to get our free app on your cell phone. Just type in the Harland Highway Podcast. It's totally free. It gets you the uh, latest 50, 50 latest episodes that we've done for free. That's a lot. 50. That's almost like, you know, 30 hours 35 hours of free entertainment. My God. Hello. Um, also, don't forget to check out our store. We have a beautiful store at my website, harlemwilliams.com. You can buy some fun merchandise there. We'll ship it out to you. Also, you can leave a voicemail if you want. If you have something to say or if you want to talk about the, uh, the anti-poaching thing or anything like that, 323-739-4330. And we always love hearing from you. Or you can write me at harlanwilliams.com on the uh, contact uh, link. Um, and don't forget to keep on watching my show Puppy Dog Pals on Disney, Disney Junior. 
People are writing me and tweeting me and Instagramming me. People are loving the show. The toys are the, the toys are kicking butt. I was just told the other day that they're selling out at Toys R Us. The the stuffed toys of my my characters, Rolly and Bingo, the pugs. I mean, it's just going gangbusters, man. So uh, if you have kids, check out Puppy Dog Pals. Uh, also, uh, don't forget to uh, look for my my music album, The Cousins, Rattlesnake Love, on iTunes. Me and my cousin Kevin Hearn from the Bare Naked Ladies, Rattlesnake Love. You can get the whole album or just pick your own songs to download. Lots of great stuff. And I think that's it, man. I think that's all we got for today. Hopefully Barbecue Eddie is back soon and finds a damn barbecue. Poor guy. And uh, and until then, we'll just keep on rocking and rolling, okay? Don't burn your mouth. Always be good to each other. Try and save the animals. And until next time, chicken chow mein. Baby. Baby.